we are a part of that collection of two white men <laughs> doing podcasts. We're two queer white men. Does that differentiate us at all? Or does I, it? I totally helps with the topic. We're talking, talking about, about musicals. Yeah, we're talking about musical theater. <laughs> I'm Peter. And I'm Nathan. And yes, musical theater has gospel. And dancing boys. And fancy hats. So join us for the Gospel of Musical Theater wherever you get your podcasts. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I know you're just saying this because I'm gay and you want to like launch a pejorative at me, so you're going with groomer. But when I tell you I like older men, I don't know if you have a leg to stand on, really. I mean, if anything, you're grooming businessmen on Wall Street. It's like they. Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's me, Eric Williams, and this week we have Matt Bernstein on the podcast. You follow him on social media under the handle MattXIV, and for good reason, she has over a million followers, and that's because the posts are not only important, they're about queer rights, they're also hilarious, and I just have looked up to this guy for a very long time, and I'm so thrilled that he said yes to come on. Also, if you don't know, his bio says queer Jew with very long nails. If you think I wasn't going to ask this gorgeous gay Jew to come on the podcast, you were wrong. I'm so thrilled that he said yes, and I just am thrilled that the episode is as much of a dream as I harped it would be. Uh, In other news... I was truly inspired by Matt because uh, the long nails of it all. Go to his Instagram to see the looks. They are stunning. But I, as you'll hear in this episode, have a birthday party coming up this weekend. And you'll hear about the theme as well, which I'm very excited about. But I wanted to turn a look. I'm not a look queen. If I was on Drag Race, I would be mostly personality and the girl struggling with the sewing machine. They would say, at least she's funny, but what's going on with the theme? However, my bestie's in town, and she was such an ally and took me to Zara to shop these Lukes, and I just got home with a, a pair of women's pants that are doing a lot of the heavy lifting, and I'm, and I'm grateful. And I'm starting to think, like, do I, do I want to be more experimental with my looks? I think I do. I I don't want to do it in a way that's like, he's just trying to be like Harry Styles, which I hate that I have to say that because Harry Styles is who he is, which is a big question mark. I'm loudly gay, but I don't want to be like, I don't want people to say like, he's only wearing this because, you know what, fuck that. I'm Even as I'm saying this right now, I'm like, fuck whoever, whatever people think. If I want to wear a shapely woman, woman pant, I'm going to wear it and check the gram this weekend to see the Luke. Um, 
<laughs> as from some sort of fashion influencer. But let's get into this episode with Matt Bernstein, Matt XIV, an incredible guest. You need to follow him if you don't. Uh, we not only talk about the insanity of what the far right is saying about queer people, but of course I ask about his bar mitzvah theme. Of course we talk about the gay Judaism. Of course we talk about daddies. But also I find out that he is, as of next week, 10 years younger than me. Ouch! I should I shouldn't be celebrating how mature and amazing he is at this age. And you'll find out right now, my friend. So make sure you follow along at Gay Ass Podcast. If you don't subscribe to the podcast, click that subscribe button. We have more awesome guests coming down the pipeline. And I love you so much. Two queer Jews in one Zoom room. What can happen? Nobody knows. Matt, thank you for coming on this podcast. I'm so fucking excited you're here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited too. I like to talk. It it comes naturally to me. So It's in my contract with myself that if I have a gay Jew on this podcast, I need to just get it out of the way and ask, A, were you bar mitzvahed? And B, what was your theme? Okay, so, uh, you know what's crazy is when I was 13... I was really closeted and I I wanted a bar mitzvah that was like, you know, like cool that everyone wanted to be invited to and that everyone like wore like the, the sweatshirts or the t-shirts or whatever you gave out like the next day at school. Like I wanted to be for, you know, for those listening who don't know, I don't actually know if this is a thing everywhere, but where I grew up, it was commonplace for like in the party favors, like to have like a t-shirt where you like printed like the date of your party. It would be like, Matt's bar mitzvah. It was exactly. Like, I went to Jamie's bat mitzvah, like, whatever. And then everyone... I danced my socks off. Right, exactly. <laughs> which which really, when you're 13, means, like, standing in the corner of the dance floor, like, <laughs> like staring at, like, the, the boys were staring at the girls, the girls were staring at boys. It's like, who's going to go make out by, like, the virgin martini bar? Truly. Uh, Meanwhile, the shirts are like, I raged at Aaliyah's... <laughs> Right, where it's like, I don't know, like, was, like, sitting down and eating, like, cocktail hot dogs to, like, with Pitbull in the background, is that a rave? (laughs) I'm not sure. But, um, I so, but so everyone would get those, like, t-shirts and the party favors and wear them to school on Monday. And it was, like, really quite a horrible social ritual that they actually ended up banning in my school because the whole point was like to make people who weren't invited feel if like FOMO, you know, that, that like, is devastating to see all these people wearing the same shirt about a, it's it's literally like the worst version of a popularity contest because there is physical evidence that you were not invited to exactly. probably was a beautifully catered event. Exactly. And when you're 13, like all you want to do is fit in. And so I to your to your question, I really wanted like a theme like sports or like, like I just wanted it to be cool. But then my, I had like two really good friends growing up that we were friends because our parents were friends and because, you know, neither of us really had a lot of friends outside of each other. I sure as hell did not have friends outside of them growing up. So because our families were so close, they were like, why don't we make the, why don't we, and and our birthdays were also really close, like Mm -hmm. within two months of each other. So our parents were like, why don't we do one bar mitzvah for the three of you and just make it like super, super exciting. And I was like, mom, but I want my moment. I want my moment to like, <laughs> have a lacrosse themed bar mitzvah. And they were like, no, we're going to have one bar mitzvah and it's going to be this, the one party for the three of you. You know, we had separate religious services, mm-hmm. but then we had one like party for the kids. That was the three of us. And the theme was 
our friendship. The theme was like, like, you know, it's actually kind of iconic in hindsight though, because we did do like the sweatshirts and they had like a three on them with like, it was like a circle with a three in the middle. And now I'm like, oh my God, because now I could just look back and say that the theme was three by Britney Spears. Exactly. It's three by Britney Spears. It's the uh, idea of throuples. It's um... exactly. It was so it was so ahead of its time. And you know, interestingly, now I'm gay. One of the other ones is also gay. Yes. And the third one is a Trump supporter. <laughs> no, you're joking. To clarify is not gay, unfortunately. So what a twist, though. I know it really was a twist. None of us really talk anymore. So really, the bar mitzvah theme should have been two out of three. Right. Or, or gay. Two thirds. I I do I do think though that that's kind of brilliant of your parents to make a very economical choice of doing yes. one big boom boom room for three bar mitzvah boysies. But the theme that you wanted for sports to be super popular, I think many closeted young boys just like you wanted like wanted to pretend to care about that. Like, and the thing is, if anyone's listening who hasn't listened for a while, I have a twin brother who we shared a bar mitzvah and we had to come up with our theme and he wanted sports just like Dear Matt Bernstein. However, I wanted Broadway because I was closeted, but just like ripping at the seams to be as out and proud as possible. So our um, happy medium, of course, we landed on the movie Austin Powers with Mike Myers. Our brothers oh. for theme was Austin Powers. I feel like that can like swing in a gay direction. Oh, it definitely, I mean, it definitely like, was sex way. positive. Yeah. yeah, there's the, what was really devastating is the decor at the front of it. It was like Eric and Mike's like pad or something like that was the letters. And then there were cutouts of strippers and like dancers in cages. Oh, so wow. I think that's kind of gay, right? No, we just had like pinball machines. You had a really... <laughs> you maybe actually did dance your socks off no i you know i I, so i'm the youngest of three uh sons i'm 23 and my brothers are 30 and 34 um baby i i know i know and i'm the only gay one but i remember my older brother who so i was like 13 he was like 20 around the time of my bar mitzvah he was like and he was in college then and he was drinking and whatever and he was like uh, like, I wish that we could have bar mitzvahs, like, you know, in our adulthood. Like, I wish, you know, we could actually, like, you know, make them really fun. You could drink and whatever. And I really didn't understand the conversation at the time. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Like, you're just in college. Have fun. But now, like, that I'm an adult, I'm like, wow, I really wish... I wish I could have my bar mitzvah now and I would make it like pop girl themed. I was going to say your theme would be iconic. The design would be stunning. The lo- <laughs> Your looks alone. Your looks alone. You would you would have TMZ outside seeing what your bar mitzvah look was. <laughs> I Well, you know what's f- crazy is that I'm sort of throwing myself a quasi adult bar mitzvah party. Uh, my birthday is in two weeks and I, what's funny is that what we have in common is that I have three brothers who are also all straight. I'm in the middle of the brothers and oh. I was just with them and it's very interesting to see how different our lives are simply like being the gay one with all the straight brothers but this being said i was telling them my my party theme for my birthday i'm having friends over doing a party that's gay prom which is what you wish you could have worn to your prom in high school if you were out and so i'm like trying to find i want a sequin full suit i want i might do a painted nail i might i mean i i feel like I need to have some sort of smoky eye. I just feel like there the the things that I wish I could have done in high school. I want us to all celebrate that. Like, and there's mostly gay people going, and I just think like that's sort of going to be my adult bar mitzvah. No, I love that. I think there's so much value in 
reclaiming the years that we've lost. Yes. Um, well, especially with like you've posted a lot about how when you were young, it was like what society has told you to be is like created all the internalized homophobia. So like that's why you always posted about sports and shit. It was just like why why don't we go back and pretend we're having a prom and just like like if only I had a Janice Ian and if only I was a Damien that like and I I just I wasn't Damien I wasn't right. I I didn't have that Mean Girls experience and so like I'm going to drink from the punch bowl and maybe have a sloppy makeout with my husband or, or someone else. I mean, who fucking knows? It's my, it's my fucking birthday. It's your fucking bar mitzvah. I mean, bar mitzvah. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I recently, yeah, I don't know if you saw, I recently scrolled back through my Facebook towards basically. Yes, I saw. I scrolled back towards like basically the beginning of my Facebook where I was in sixth grade which was on facebook was like up and coming and i begged my mom to let me make an account and my statuses are off the fucking rails (laughs) it's just like it's just like like seated and ready for the giants like can't wait (laughs) like super bowl the house down boots i (laughs) i was trying so hard i was trying so unbelievably hard the campiest um, sports fan there is. Right. Come on, giant. Let's get sickening. Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Is she going to jump from there? And it's just like a second baseman. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I think that's an iconic view into your, into your past. And since we are there, I have to ask you the famous podcast question, which is, Matt XIV, Matt Bernstein, whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? I'm going to say there are a lot, there are a lot of people to blame, but I'm going to say Robert Pattinson and Twilight. Mm. Um, I remember also this, like, yes, I'm 23. I don't know. This is, I feel like this is very of a certain period in media, but I um, remember seeing Twilight. I asked my dad if he would take my friends and I to the movie theater. We were like, I don't know, 10, 12. And I was always an Edward boy. Jacob, I get it with like the muscles and the whole like he's mm-hmm. man and like whatever. But there was something so striking about Edward's like mystique and the way that he like glistened in the sun and the way that his like, I don't know, his jawline would like clench. And that's like, it was like, it was, and I, but I literally, you know, when you're a kid, how a movie, actually, I'm still like this as an adult, but like how a movie can, like seep its way into the deepest crevices of your brain and you'll be like wow like i'm actually living in that movie Um, after i saw twilight i was like i'm a vampire yes no one understands that the cullens are actually coming to pick me up from school like (laughs) so i was and the word that i was really looking for was like i'm a faggot But but I needed something to, like, make sense of the fact that I felt like I didn't fit in. You contextualized it in a way that made sense to you. I mean, I think I did that with Harry Potter, you know? Like, I was like, this is my wand, bitch. I can do magic. Which, my magic, of course, was that I could just, like, I wanted to suck a dick. Right. But you're, like, waiting for the letter to come from Hogwarts. Of course. And the, that fucking owl was going to fly through my window, pick me up by my... Window. Oh, yeah. I bought... Um, I don't think they have this anymore, but... Like, do you remember Sky Mall? Of course. Like the airplane magazine. Yes. Was, like mail to order products that you could purchase in the airplane or something. Every time I went on the plane, they had these um 
regardless of what Sky Mall issue they had in the little pamphlet in the front of the seat pocket, there's always a page of like Harry Potter wands that were like mm. kind of like pricey. I think they were like $40 and they were like really like heavy and nicely made. And finally I got the Hermione wand because like <gasps> Hermione was like always like serving the most kind and like the wand was the prettiest. Like she had, had like the vines going up. And so I got my Hermione wand and I would like sit in my yard, like practicing the spells. And I was like, sweep me off my feet Dumbledore like you know oh daddy Dumbledore I I well that's also what makes sense why you were an Edward girl for from Twilight because I think speaking of your degradation king I can totally see him clenching his jaw as he consensually wraps his fingers around your throat oh my god see even you saying this now I'm like getting like chills something's never things never change well I also think Kristen Stewart too is just like reeks queerness like yeah you know Everyone made fun of her then for her, you know, acting ability at the time. Mm-hmm. But I really think she was just ahead of her time. And I do too. And also, like, I don't know, a few years after she was like awkwardly stumble- stumbling around in Twilight, like being the object of my king's affection, she like cut off all her hair, came out, was the face of Chanel, like serving cunt 24 mm. 7. And so she had the last laugh. And I'm actually really proud of her for that. Well, yeah. And speaking of like, do you have tabs? Do you keep tabs on Robert, on Bobby Pattinson now? Do we know? Is he is he okay? No, I have no, I have no idea. It, sometimes we don't want to revisit our, our, our past lovers because we want to keep them where they are in our memories, which is just perfectly grabbing our throats. I did. <laughs> I did see him actually recently, like a few months ago, he was popped up on my Twitter because he was on the cover of some magazine in this like very like, machine gun kelly type of which seems to have like swept up the heterosexual men recently trust i just have to say someone wrote something similar to this on twitter i i'm not i'm not attracted to like the machine gun kelly travis barker robert pattinson pete davidson's among us Mm -hmm. but i am an ally to that community you know, we support their messaging. We support their journeys. We might not personally be jumping into a bed with them, but if no. that's their place of expression, who are we to judge the Pete's? Exactly. I'm not, it's not for me, like the like kind of strung out skinny boy. It's like you haven't eaten breakfast for a decade. Or you haven't eaten okay? breakfast or like showered or, you know, yeah, 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 but, yeah. but I, but I get for the people who lust after that, like I do get it. Well, it's the whole thing about like it's the bad boy thing. It's like I I can fix him thing. It's the it's, I feel like it's a very, if I may say, Lador Vador from generation to generation. It's very giving um, tale as old as time. However, that begs the question, which is what is the archetype that you find yourself drawn to when it comes to crushes among you among us in this day and age? You know, really truly, I know this is at once specific but also kind of general and probably something that a lot of people think but when a guy doesn't have social media when a guy is like kind of off the grid Mm. that is really really appealing to me because i'm i don't know i'm i'm so wrapped up in the culture of the internet Mm -hmm. quite literally all day um because i love it right i love my job i love what i do but like when i meet a guy and he has like 110 followers on a private account that he hasn't posted on since 2017 i'm like 
Talk well, to I'm her. like, what shape ring do you want? <laughs> are we going pear? So, are we going? It's so hard to come by. Yeah, I also, but I think like what is underneath all that is sort of someone that gets their validation from themselves or from, and I think that is so sexy. I mean, I have to tell you, I've made a new friend recently who is not on any social media, and I've had the same. I've had a, I totally will admit this. I've had a friend crush on this person. I'm like, I like, I want to be like you. I like, I. It's so refreshing that he doesn't care about being added to someone's twitter circle it, he doesn't care right. about cer- like certain things and i'm like it's just so it's inspired me to try to take more being really really mindful of the time i spend and making sure it's actually adding to my life and mm. i think that i 100 percent. well you're you're kind of describing though a straight guy if i if i may say that isn't straight because straight men are just bad obviously there's like the hateful ones that they are gonna are, call you, you a what? faggot uh, but you know what i actually i'm very rarely into a straight man and i'm not i'm not saying that to like sound like i'm above it like i'm 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 never caught up in lusting after a no, no, no. Guy. i just very early on you know what i think it was because in high school so i came out when i was 15 so i was early and you know i went through most of high school just being one of the very few kids who was out You didn't really have a lot of dating options, except that obviously, you know, there were 2000 people in my high school. There were obviously many gay kids who just weren't out, you know, bless their hearts. But it was always the game when I was in high school of like, oh, a guy's being nice to me. Oh, this guy's being really nice to me. Is he is he gay or is he just not a terrible person? And the truth is, it could have fallen on either side of that line. And it did. But I think I spent so many hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours putting myself through the like torture, torture. Through, right through the torture of like is here is my day is this worth like investing my time and emotion into like i'm gonna fall asleep being 17 and like thinking about this guy who's like even if he is gay like we're never gonna do anything because he hates himself too much and he's never gonna oh. be his parent but like all this stuff that by the time I turned 18, left my hometown, became an adult, I was like, I don't have to lust after straight men anymore. Like, I'm in a place where gay people live, finally. Mm-hmm. And, and that part of my brain, I think just out of total exhaustion from like trying to like do the thing with like closeted or questioning men, it was like, if you can't introduce me to your parents you know, if we, if you have to like make me sign an NDA before I leave your apartment, you know, like we, it's not going to work. Um, you need to know that the way you describe that, and I'm not saying this because you were the guest this week. I'm not saying this because I'm a fan of yours. I'm saying this because I so genuinely were, was triggered by that because I a hundred percent had the exact same experience with, and I have a specific example in my head of lusting after a straight guy in high school. And the, is he or isn't he? Is he just being nice to me? Is he just liking the attention? And let me tell you something that is very frustrating when it happened. When I came out to him, I was a senior in high school. And the first thing he said to me, of course, I was so nervous. The first thing he said to me was, so did you ever have a crush on me? And I was like, annoying. I was so fucking annoyed. And of course, the answer was a resounding yes. And you know what I said, Matt? I said, no. 
Never. Because I didn't <laughs> want to give him the satisfaction of knowing that I had one for years. And it was just such like a, a centering himself in my coming out that was just yeah. like, I, I think it, it proved that he did like the attention. But I agree with you that you spent so many years just trying to like get the attention of anyone that will hopefully see you for you. And then you have to guess that they're giving it to you because they're attracted or they're into you or they're just being nice. And then what you know is what you've what you actually have is a sense of your own value, which is what you deserve, is being introduced to the parents, is being seen in a way that is directly communicating their care for you, their attraction to you, their excitement towards you. And I, 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 I'm also not a person that's like, I want some straight cock. I want to get a straight guy at the bars and make yes. it make out. Like, listen, yes. if it's if and a I, handsome straight guy made out with me, would I hate it? No, but I'm not gonna seek it out. Yes. And, but you know what? There is a subset of gay men who do actively seek out, like, yeah, that, who are like, I want to, like, no stone unturned. I want to find a straight man and turn them out, or like, you know, the closeted straight married men. And I could think of nothing I want less, but I am, again, I'm an ally to the community. <laughs> An ally to the people turning the straights or getting yeah you know what's tough for me the, the blurred line for me is i talked about a lot is i love daddies just like and like sometimes they happen me to you like daddies i do and you know what this is something i've been open about so i don't feel any shame in talking about i don't know i like older men it's weird because you know i don't have actually any my relationship with my own dad is great Mm-hmm. So it's, I've always been like, why am I so attracted to older men? And like, my friends make fun of me for it. They're like, oh, Matt, the guy you just, you know, went on a date with is like 45, like so young for you, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> my friend once, I grew up and one of my good friends in high school, a girl had the same, a very similar taste in men. And I remember one time she said to me, like, when I marry an old rich man, people are going to say that I married him because he was rich, but it's because he was old. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he's weeks from death. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yeah, I've always found I, you know, I I also have a good relationship with my dad and also I'm obsessed with older men. And I think we just can't question it. I think there's just like something, it might be for you. And again, we don't need to be deep diving, but it might be that you just have a grounded energy that I think I don't see you necessarily thriving with a 23 year old, you know, like I and not to say that all 23 year olds are immature and whatever, but like, you are a unicorn that if that person that you date happens to be 58. Great. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, as far as like the exploitation of age differences goes, you know, I've been listening to 29 by Demi Lovato on repeat. I love the song. I am well in tune with conversations around inappropriate age gaps. And actually, more recently, it's something that I've actually been thinking about more, like as it applies to myself. But, you know, dating and hookups are different. I always say, like, I'm not necessarily trying to date a 50-year-old. Right. I'm actually not trying to date a 50-year-old. Like, I just don't know what we would have to relate on as attracted to him as I might be. But, you know, a hookup is is a hookup. We don't have to relate on anything. <laughs> exactly. All you need to relate on is the fingertips on your dimple above your... I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. Thank you. 
we are a part of that collection of two white men <laughs> doing podcasts. We're two queer white men. Does that differentiate us at all? Or does I, it? I totally helps with the topic. We're talking, talking about, about musicals. And we're talking about musical theater. <laughs> I'm Peter. And I'm Nathan. And yes, musical theater has gospel. And dancing boys. And fancy hats. So join us for the gospel of musical theater wherever you get your podcasts. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at MintMobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But you know what's funny too is that, you know, the, the rallying cry of the conservative right at the moment is like, oh, groomers this and groomers that. Yep. And like, we could get into that, but we could also just like spend half an hour watching paint dry on a wall, um, which is probably a better use of our time. I but, agree. But but what I will say about it that's so funny to me is, you know, anytime I talk about the fact that I'm like, yeah, we should talk, we should talk to kids about, you know, not sex, but like, you know, say it's okay to be who you are. That's not talking yes. about sex. That's just telling kids that it's okay to be who they are. You know, teaching kids that all families look different. Um, yes. I believe, I believe strongly in all of these things because like most queer people, I didn't have that. And then it makes it really hard to imagine what life would look like as an adult for you. So I think it's really, really valuable to talk to kids about, you know, different kinds of family structures. It's okay to express yourself. You know, all these yes. things are not explicit, not sexual, just empowering and encouraging. Well, there's also the conflation, I think, of th- what you're saying is in like a lot of the people in the far right are saying that that in their minds is that you're talking about sucking and fucking and and like crazy it's like no we're actually just saying that you are embraced for being a unique individual and whatever that unique individual is is accepted and welcomed and embraced and that's it period no i mean it's ridiculous i saw um yesterday it was announced that peppa pig the show would be featuring its first same sex. It's a lesbian couple. It's a lesbian Peppa Pig couple. And they're polar like, bears, right? They're And they're polar bears. Exactly. You saw this. And people were like, you know, like the comments on Facebook of people being like, 
why do we have to talk to kids about sex? And I'm like, these <laughs> are cartoon polar bears. No On one Peppa is talking Pig. about sex. No, whoever <laughs> mentioned penetration. But, it is but, two polar bear moms. It's like, this is not sex. This is Peppa Pig. Like, fucking relax. But um, no, but the funny thing is, so anytime I talk about this stuff, I will always get like an onslaught of comments and messages from, you know, people on the right saying I'm a groomer, I'm mm-hmm. a pedophile, like whatever. And to, to bring this back to the original point is that like, I don't, like, I don't remember the last time I hooked up with someone under 35. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the irony in calling me these things because I'm just like, you know, I know you're just saying this because I'm gay and you want to like launch a pejorative at me. So you're going with groomer. But when I tell you I like older men, you know, I don't know if you have a leg to stand on, really. I mean, if anything, you're grooming businessmen on Wall Street. It's like they, right. the, <laughs> the men in their 40s have to look out for you, not Peppa Pig vibes. I, I do think also that there there was someone who I know who I thought was an ally. And they posted, do you remember when that picture of Christina Aguilera, who performed at Pride, was going around with like, she had like a strap-on dildo or something? I like do, that? yeah. And the the person posted like, "This is what our children are seeing." <laughs> and I was like, "You do understand that was like at a midnight performance at Gabe. Literally, it was like this not children. No children were there. And the the fact that this person that I know posted this, I was like, "You are directly." copying the talking points of people saying that I am a pedophile and that I am a groomer. And it's actually, I'm just a person who likes to hear Christina Aguilera do a growly riff and that's it. But it's like taking the bait, right? Like so much what, so much of what the right spews as far as fear mongering about queer people is not rooted in reality. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you said, like that was a nighttime performance I don't like a I, ticketed gay pride late night thing. Right. Like I have no reason to believe any children were there. None. But you know, why let the truth get in the way of a good story? You know? Right. And so if they go on and say, Christina Aguilera was performing with a strap on in front of hundreds of children. <laughs> it's like, you don't really need to fact check. Like that's a great story. If you want to spin the idea that we're like grooming children to see like all these crazy sexual things, which we're not, you know? So it's like I said, they put out bait and, and people they do. because a lot of the people spewing stuff like this, you know, Candace Owens, Tucker Carlson are, are really good at getting people to bite. And yes, you know, one can make the opposite argument about me. Sure. Like I'm also trying to get people to bite into my beliefs, but the only difference is I'm trying to, you know, actually help people and not just like and pull people. from truth right, and pull from difference. truth and not just like scare people into like hating gay people and like blaming sexual anarchy for the problems of the world right one of my favorite things that you reposted was where some guy <laughs> commented on a picture he goes fucking world we live in today where men dress like that and then someone goes that's christina aguilera it was, it was when she aguilera. was on drag, drag race Yes, exactly. It was Christina Aguilera on Drag Race, and someone fuck was these like, men in drag, honey. That is a woman in a dress. That is a woman, which is the irony of like you know they always go you know you can call yourself whatever gender you want, but we're always gonna know. I'm like, well, you thought Christina Aguilera was a drag queen, so so who's who's got the last laugh there? Who has the last laugh? As usual, Christina Aguilera. 
I also love that you posted something about this teacher in Maine who has a welcome sign like in rainbow letters and all of a sudden it's like they're indoctrinating children whatever and then you posted one time I saw a rainbow in a classroom and immediately I became a raging homosexual it's like sweetheart we're not getting gay because of the rainbow flags in a classroom we're becoming gay because of the female teachers who are being nice to us I just I also want to say this so many so many accusations of like oh you're trying to indoctrinate our children into into homosexuality or your gender fuckery or like whatever if i had a way to expand the queer community like being gay is the best thing that's ever happened to me. like the most difficult but in the end the best decidedly mm-hmm. if i had a way to like share the gospel of homosexuality of of lgbt with as many people as i could if i knew how to indoctrinate them baby uh, you know, I would try. I've been trying, but <laughs> I, I'm just sad. Despite your efforts, it's truly the way you're fucking born. And if they're going to be gay, they're going to be gay. It's not because of my teaching, my posting, my boop, boop, booping. Exactly. Like the rainbow, the rainbow welcome sign at the front of like Mrs. Smith's classroom is not turning your kids gay. But again, like I wish it could, you know, I wish they were right. I wish they were right. And Miss Smith, we thank you for your service. You're doing you're doing the Lord's work out there. Yeah, I like I don't know. I wrote this recently, but teachers are not paying getting paid enough right now. I mean, holy shit. Like if I was a teacher right now and I had to deal with some lunatic conservative parent going home and posting an expose about me on Facebook because I had like one rainbow heart that was like a diameter of two inches in the corner of my chalkboard. And then I had a mass campaign by like libs of TikTok launched against me that I'm a pedophile teacher. Oh, literally, like, we, we need six figure salaries for teachers immediately. This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you'd be like, fuck this. I'm going to do PR for a tech company. Like, it's, <laughs> not, it's not the vibe, babes. I, I it's they're not getting paid enough. I do think, though, since I love my my teachers, especially the females growing up, I do want to ask you a question that sure. is, is a tough one. If If the world was ending... Matt, and, and you could only save one character actress. Who would you save? Maybe in this moment, Nicole Kidman. Ooh, I mean, a great answer, especially with the AMC ad coming out with a, with a sequel. Well, that's, that's, that's top of mind for me right now. I mean, her enduring legacy as a woman of many questionable accents will always get me. <laughs> but, but right now... And she her- herself is married to a drag queen, Keith Urban. There we go. <laughs> I'm actually... <laughs> You know, I'm I'm much more seasoned in like the world of pop music than I am in like film or TV, um, which is which why we I- love you. So you're so okay. So Nicole Kidman is being saved. However, if we had to change the question to a very tough one, you only get one pop girly, yeah, your icon. Who who do you save with the pop girly? To me, it's actually not a very difficult question, Britney Spears. Oh yeah. yeah. How are you feeling about I, her now? What? How do you feel about what's up going on with her now? Like, do you are you feeling optimistic? Are you worried? You know, I think "Hold Me Closer" was just a brilliant career move. Um, I wasn't sure, like many, you know, I wasn't sure what the collaboration with Elton John would be like. I wasn't sure if he could pull it off. You know, she's obviously dealing with a lot of fallout still. A lot of you know, she's obviously struggling still, right? Like, I feel like that's something to admit. And how could she not be, right? After everything she went went through, I feel like there's 
there's a lot that has to be done for her to regain her footing, both personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. But the song's a bop. It's been number one on iTunes for over a week um, since its release. It charted number six on Billboard. See, when I'm not doing politics, I'm just... I'm going to say... <laughs> Matt, you are giving you are giving uh, journalism. When, I, when I'm not numbers. I'm not doing politics on the internet. I'm on like Britney Spears chart data. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you're you're a Britney girl through and through. I'm a Britney girl through and through. And what's actually interesting is when I before I acknowledged the homosexuality within when I was like a kid, she was one of the few that I would be like, oh, I'm legitimately into women. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember, I remember like going to the grocery store and seeing like the tabloid magazines by the uh, registers, you know, she was on the cover of all of them. And I just remember being like, wow, like she is so, you know, and I wanted to be like, oh, she's so hot. Yeah. But I never really thought of a girl as hot, even though I wanted to, I would be like, she's so pretty. Yes. I'm That's obsessed the word. with her. You I know what? Know I thought I she was so. You wanted to be her, and you know what? You know what I wanted to be her in specifically. Actually, I want you to guess. Think about think about a music video that is not the one, not the number one, like the red. It's not the red suit. Think about a music video that screams gay, that screams sexy, that's so pretty, but also just like badass. What is the music video I'm thinking of right now? Wait, which era? Or is that too close? I mean, I'm going to say if you see Gamey. Oh, maybe. good answer. You're wrong. Give me your second answer. Okay, I'll give you a little more specific. There is a, like, sequined bodysuit. Oh, my God. Wait, no, you have to stop. It's the music video for Toxic. It's the music oh, video for Toxic. Wait, this should have been my first. I was thinking, like, more obscure than Toxic. I was thinking... You know, gonna... I mean, oh, this fucking uh, oh, bodysuit... Yes. This look in Toxic, it is so... I was like, this is the most beautiful, pretty, sexy woman I've ever seen. I definitely, like you, did not want to, like, sleep with her or anything. But I was just like, I've never seen anything hotter than this. No, it's just... And there's something about being, like, a young gay man, or really a gay man at any age, actually. And I feel like this is part of our allure to, like, the pop girls, is, like, Mm -hmm. they are such a vision of beauty, not in a way that's, like, tantalizing to us sexually, but in a way that's just, like, I just, like, I just remember seeing, like, her skin and her teeth. Yeah. Like, something about the way Britney Spears, like, there would be pictures of her smiling in, like, People Magazine and stuff, like, like her in Paris, like, leaving the club. And I was like, wow, she has the most beautiful smile and the most perfect skin, and she looks so happy, and she's just... And there's something about, like, the vision of femininity mm-hmm. and the vision of just like effortless beauty as a woman that I feel like really speaks to the soul of a gay man. Well, what you're making me think of is like, we worship at the altar of they are our religion, like, like Brittany pushing down a cart as a flight attendant and toxic, put it into a statue. I will bow down because there was just something so higher power ish for esque of it all. Wait. And, but you know what? That's actually really interesting though. And I wonder if someone's like, studied this in a more formal way but you know so many of us regardless of your religion whether it's christianity or not um i feel like so many of us are you know queer kids are kind of robbed of our ability to have faith when we're young Mm. because you know so many religions even if you know judaism i in the more reform 
sex is better about this, but you know, aren't friendly for queer kids. So it's like, yeah, I maybe, maybe there's truth to the fact that like we replace like our ability to have faith in a God or in a Bible with like pop stars pop stars and culture and i think so i 100 percent think that there's something there because i like in doing group school projects i would do like i remember how to do a project where like every chapter had a new uh, theme and i did like like powerful women like i had a beyonce chapter i had a like it's like that those were my gods and i think that is that is the queer religion is like beyonce coming out with renaissance recently that was my newest my newest testament Mm. It really is like a religious experience. I remember for me growing up, I had an iPod, obviously. And I, you know, my brother was super into like LimeWire and like BitTorrent and all of these ways to download Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have to pay on iTunes. Um, But I didn't really know how to use the programs. So he just downloaded all of the music he had downloaded from his lime wire onto my iPod. And I was just like, Scott, like, do your thing. Give me whatever you have. And I ended up with like, it was like a lot of straight music, a lot of like 50 Cent and Justin Timberlake and Eminem. But there was some Britney Spears just because her music was so like, you know, had so much universal appeal that even my brother was listening to her. (laughs) And not that it's a deep cut, but I just feel like it was a specific one to grace, you know, the library of my iPod was piece of me. And that actually ended up being the song that like made me love Britney Spears in like a maternal way, because I was this, you know, I was like, however old I was when I got this iPod, like eight or nine. And I heard her like growling, you know, in that song about like feeling so misunderstood and feeling so alone. And, but it's also, but it's like an angry, fierce kind of like, you want a piece of me? Yeah, like, like she, she yeah. it's such a like, like the like the claws are out, uh-huh. and I just remember listening to that song on my iPod and being like, oh my god, this is how I feel. Like, no, I was not Miss American Dream. No, the the paparazzi were not waiting outside of my house, but I resonated with her like existential frustration as like a gay kid who didn't even know that I was gay, but who knew that nobody wanted to be friends with me. And I couldn't really figure out why, because I was different. Why did I talk like that? Why did I write like that? And I was like, yeah, this is, this is the one. So. Which is why we like, I think become so obsessed with certain pieces of culture that are speaking to like being alone or different or whatever. And it maybe happens to be Britney Spears. Although I do want to make a caveat that I would, assume you had some paparazzi at your school the day after your threesome bar mitzvah the people just wanting to see the shirts with the number three on it so i think you did actually know no britney's experience i did have one of my like yes wrapping back around to the bar mitzvah question i one of my like happiest i guess social moments in like middle school was everyone posting pictures on facebook of like had so much fun at you know Matt's bar mitzvah. I was like, wow, they love me. They really love me. <laughs> That's your Sally Field speeches. The Facebook right. thirteen. But they they didn't they didn't love me. And the next Saturday it was someone else's bar mitzvah, and I was you know once again the forgotten faggot. So, but you oh. know what? made it out <laughs> i can't wait for your biography forgotten faggot about your high school um i have to say since i got a we sadly have to end this this beautiful conversation i want to ask you a question that you might not have a great answer to because you're not as much of a movie girl but i want you to know that any answer you have is supported and welcome here the question is matt what is the best Whoopi goldberg film perhaps an unconventional answer but i think i would say the view 
which 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 really is it's less of a, a film and more of a universe right you know what the, i think the the view cinematic universe is i i see spinoffs i see whoopi in full superhero garb joy behar it has i don't know what her superpower would be but it's just the gift of gap which i guess is just uh, judaism full circle right, exactly again. you know something that never quite leaves my head something that i reference every day when i'm like kind of lost in conversation is when um when Megan McCain went on that spiel about like Megan <laughs> Markle completing the American project and what George Washington set out to do and whatever, like whatever the hell she was saying. And then Whoopi Goldberg just like has that audible gulp. It says, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, I love her so much. I keep, um, I am one of those faggots who keeps uh, a meme reaction library in my photo uh, in my camera roll, I have Smart. a folder. Yeah, I have like 200 reaction memes that I've accumulated over time. My favorites, and uh, the the Whoopi Goldberg okay is is one of my top views. So. It's canon. It's canon. Um, a brilliant answer. A amazing guest, and I'm just so grateful you came on this fucking gay ass podcast, Matt. Where can people follow you? People can follow me. It's Matt XIV on Instagram, Twitter, um, and. While we're here, the XIV is Roman numeral 14, which is, I was 14 years old when I made the social media accounts. That's the story. Wish I could change it, but now it's the brand. So that's just what it is, baby. It is what it is, Santa, said Mariah Carey. Um, You're a star, and you're my gay Jewish brother and sister and mother and father, and I'm just so grateful you came on. Thank you so much for having me, Eric. I, you know, there is nothing like a conversation between two gay jews it, it can just go on and on really unless you decide to stop it it just you just talk until you hit the grave really till the world ends <laughs> till the world ends. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. We are a part of that collection of two white men doing podcasts. We're two queer white men. How does that differentiate us at all? Does it? It totally helps with the topic. We're talking, we're talking about, about musicals. Yeah, we're talking about musical theater. <laughs> I'm Peter. And I'm Nathan. And yes, musical theater has gospel. And dancing boys. And fancy hats. So join us for the gospel of musical theater wherever you get your podcasts. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.